This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you. So you heard some of what the new conservative leader, Andrew Scheer, had to say on with Daniel Smith earlier today. So I guess his task now is getting the party ready for 2019 and letting Canadians know where he stands. Certainly he would seem to be one of the candidates in this leadership race where it's not entirely clear. I think what we do know for sure is that Andrew Scheer is clearly no libertarian. Now, what about the guy who lost? Yes, that guy, Maxime Bernier, who very much is a libertarian, certainly a libertarian-leaning conservative. We knew that about him before he got into politics, his work at the Montreal Economic Institute. Uh, But unfortunately, as we saw during the Harper years, that Maxime Bernier had to basically, you know, swallow that libertarianism. I think maybe that reached its peak when he was trotted out and forced to defend supply management policy he had long long opposed. Uh, With Harper's resignation and his own entry into the leadership race, uh, Bernier was able to be himself and to be that kind of libertarian candidate. You know, the sort of candidate who believes that government should leave gun owners alone, leave marijuana users alone, leave same-sex couples alone, get out of people's lives, do less. Talked about privatizing Canada Post, for example, ending supply management, opening up competition in the telecom industry, and a lot more. He ran a really principled campaign, and frankly, I would say a lot of ideas I think are long overdue. But he didn't win. I mean, he established himself as a major player in the Conservative Party, but is the party obligated to to listen to him? Are they going to heed any of Maxime Bernier's ideas? Because they certainly didn't, I don't think, during the, the Harper years. Uh, to that end, the leader of the Libertarian Party is reaching out to Maxime Bernier with kind of an interesting offer. Uh, Tim Moen is the leader of the Libertarian Party, more at libertarian.ca. Tim, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. All right. Well, I mean, had Maxime Bernier won the leadership, what, what do you think that might have meant to, to your movement and, and your party? Well, I think it would have been fantastic. You know, our, our goal is to advance culture towards libertarianism because you know i think it's only a culture that demands liberty from its government that's going to actually create the market demand for a government to form those policies you know government uh, if people get elected to reflect culture they, they don't ne- government doesn't necessarily drive culture from our perspective so maxine bernier winning would have been an indication to us that that the canadian well that there's a large section of canadians that are interested in these policies and and pushing Canada this direction, and uh, it would have it would have given the Libertarian Party uh, an op- opportunity to to stand on the national debate stage uh, beside Bernier and make him look like a moderate. Uh, you know, we could have we could have pushed harder, more philosophically pure Libertarian positions, the way that uh, you know the the parties on the left do, like the Green Party. Uh, does to the NDP and the Liberals. They they continually push those, pull those parties further left. And we think we can do the same thing to the Conservative Party, pulling it closer and closer to uh, to, to the principles of liberty, which I think, you know, um, undergird Western civilization, quite frankly, and, and that we've largely lost. Now, we look back at the Harper years, um, and I think there was some progress made when it comes to respecting the rights of firearm owners, but by and large, I, I, I can't really point to a lot of libertarian causes that were advanced uh, under the Harper government. Would you agree? I, I would agree with that. And, you know, Stephen Harper seemed like a very liber- libertarian-friendly guy when he first started. I remember a lot of libertarians back in the 
uh, you know, not in the early Harper years, were getting on board that bandwagon, and and uh, they the welcome for them was soon lost. And I think that that the same um, same kind of attitude is going to have to to be be felt by Maxime Bernier as well. You know, uh, Shear's policies are just not compatible with Bernier's views, and I think that that Shear, if he is smart, I think he'll recognize that and and play the political games of, of trying to get Maxime out. Uh, you know, I, I predict that Maxime Bernier won't win his riding in Quebec next term, for example. I suspect that the Conservative machinery will have a, a new nominee and uh, work with the dairy cartel to, to get a more sheer friendly candidate um, in that riding. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a troubling troubling prospect, but I think that right now we can put a lot of pressure on the Conservative Party, hold their feet to the fire, and and threaten to take a big market share because there is this growing political market demand, I think, for for principled uh, liberty-style policies. Well, I, I would like to think so, and maybe that the glass-half-full version of, of what happens going forward is that the Conservatives realize that, you know, Maxime Bernier nearly won this thing. He brought a lot of people to, to the party. He's got some clout that maybe it would make sense to incorporate some of what he stands for to, to keep those people in the party. Yeah, I think that that, that, is, that that is a win for us, right? I mean, if the Conservative Party, in fact, if all the parties start adopting our our policies, we see that as a win. You know, our, our goal is uh, primarily to see liberty flourish in Canada, not necessarily to win a seat uh, or to form government. Um, you know, we, we're happy with a metric of more liberty for Canadians and more liberty for our kids and our grandkids at the end of the day. And so, you know, we're willing to trade away the short-term satisfaction of winning a seat to push ideas that maybe provoke people and confront them with um, with their beliefs about the role of government. Okay, so you, you posted a, a video over the weekend uh, offering to step aside as leader. Should Maxime Bernier be interested in stepping in as leader? Why did you do that? Well, I think it's an opportune time, right? Uh, th- this is a, a win-win move for us. You know, if, if Maxime Bernier accepts my earnest offer, um, you know, we, we get that continued... Uh, movement that has kind of grown and supported Maxime for the past year uh, on board with us. And we get a guy, you know, I, I'm a firefighter by trade, Rob. I, I put wet stuff on red stuff. I, I run into burning buildings. Um, I, I'm not necessarily that adept at playing politics and navigating those uh, hazardous waters in Parliament. I think Maxime Bernier is very adept at that. And and so I think he could potentially take this party to the next level if he were the leader and he would have a lot of support and the party would grow. And if he doesn't accept my offer, you know, uh, the party's going to grow anyways. And, and we will um, we will a- attract a big chunk of those supporters and we'll take his platform and cut up the CPC with it, quite frankly, and hold their feet to the fire. Right. What are some of the issues then that, that you feel are, are the most important right now? Are there issues that Maxime talked about during his campaign or what you think, you know, the Conservative Party needs to address? Well, I think all of his issues kind of centered around the philosophy of liberty, right? So, so you know, supply management is, is an issue. It's not a huge issue, but it underscores the idea of economic freedom. And why shouldn't people be able to trade freely with each other? Why should the government control and manage the economy? Um, you know, th- this idea of promoting the free market as the best way towards economic flourishing rather than towards 
you know, government control of, of the economy. And, and all of his policies were kind of centered around that. And they, they weren't um, extreme policies, right? I mean, you know, for example, he didn't talk about things that libertarians really care about, like the idea of, of uh, coercive central banking and, and, you know, government management of the money supply. But he did skirt around those issues by bringing up supply management, by bringing up the idea of, of uh, you know, freeing trade with, with other countries, by bringing up his tax platform of simplifying the tax code and reducing, uh, you know, the level of taxation and, and making it more fair. Um, these, these all speak to, to the policies that we care about. And they're, they're policies that introduce Canadians to the ideas of liberty, and they're easy to digest and understand, and they, they, they don't smack them in the face the way that sometimes maybe our party tends to do with, with the way we present our ideas. So I think, um, you know, the, the, they're, they're great policies to introduce people to the philosophy of liberty. Do you think we're making progress in that direction? I mean, you know, take marijuana, for example. I think we're finally accepting that, you know, not punishing consenting adults for using marijuana is is a, a sane policy, a sensible policy. But, you know, in other respects, Tim, it feels like we're going backwards. I, I completely agree. It, you know, it, it does feel like, like Western civilization is kind of at this nexus where uh, we could go a number of directions. There are growing divisions there are growing movements on the left and the right and and you know the libertarian movement is no different you know we're growing and and i think you know some signs of progress are that um you know the pope <laughs> the pope made a speech uh identifying libertarians as dangerous elizabeth may made a speech recently identifying libertarians as dangerous and you know so i i think that um that's a good sign in the sense that that we're on the radar screen that there is a sense that our movement is growing and that people are recognizing it and that enemies to liberty are are recognizing it as well. And so, uh, you know, th- there's room for hope, but I-, I think that we have to keep our foot on the gas pedal here. I mean, we, we are really at a crucial stage in, 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 you know, I think the history of Western civilization. There's, you know, we have the migrant crisis on the horizon. We have, uh, you know, growing... Um, undermining of our sovereignty through uh, through all sorts of different mechanisms you know one attempt was maybe the tpp which uh you know created these kind of extrajudicial uh tribunals and and imposed um foreign ip law on uh, and created you know these kind of quasi surveillance entities uh that were extrajudicial from our our sovereign uh, judicial system and so you know, we see all these forces towards this kind of global governance that undermines our own local sovereignty. Uh, but at the same time, we see this growing kernel of, of liberty and people kind of waking up to these forces. And so it, it's a it's a chaotic time. It's a it's a time of turmoil. And I'm not sure what the future has in store. I just know that that people of good conscience, people like Maxime Bernier and, and myself and my party have to continue putting the the, the, the pressure on and, and uh, opening up people to these ideas um, or, you know, uh, it could be dark days ahead. What about political tribalism, Tim, where you have people maybe who supported Maxime Bernier, who support a lot of his ideas, but feel as though in order to oppose Trudeau, we have to compromise on some of these these points and, and get behind Andrew Scheer? Yeah, no, that, that's a very good point. I mean, if, if your idea for advancing our society to creating progress is to um to vote out the bad guys to to oppose the bad guys rather than and and make compromises then you know we're going to continue to to get the trend line going the direction we have and the trend line is this 
you have a liberal government that that dramatically grows government intrusion into our lives and spending and taxation and then we'll get a conservative government that slows that down but the trend never goes back the other way we, we never seem to uh to to gain more economic freedom and and more sovereignty over our own lives it, it seems that we have continual intrusion i mean you, you could point to cannabis legalization as a as a possible win for liberty but the way that's even being rolled out is that look you have mark and jody emery facing life in prison right now uh for 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 doing a peaceful act and and you know that wasn't going to happen until justin trudeau's regime came in and and we see this kind of crony corporatist regime that is going to dramatically restrict and control this substance and uh and infringe liberties um, so you get a little bit of liberty in one kind of narrow aspect, but you get a whole lot of red tape and bureaucracy and government uh, along with that. So, so um, you know that this this tribalism is a growing concern because you know it, we we are increasingly being defined by our enemy. Um, you know, if if you are a conservative, that doesn't mean anything other than you're against liberals. Right now, it, like there, there's no positive virtues or values that that I can see emerging from conservatism, and it's becoming the same way on the left. I mean, if you're on the left, you know, you're you're everyone that's not that doesn't share your views is a Nazi or a fascist, and so you know I've been called a fascist, uh, you know, all, and so that they're pushing us all. We're being pushed by the, this hyperpartisan um, tribalism into these spheres where for our own survival and protection i mean you know uh if if you're not opening uh the dialogue if you're not willing to listen and and hear a different point of view and engage in a free speech kind of debate and be open to change in your mind uh i, I don't see much hope for for the future and so we're working hard to, to break down those barriers and and um and not be forced into these kind of tribal groups and i, I think that you know bernier joining the Libertarian Party can go a long way to breaking down these barriers. Uh, you know, we're not, we, we somewhat reject the, the paradigm of the left and, and the right. We don't see those as legitimate tribal groups to split off. And we, we look at everything in terms of uh, state coercion versus freedom. And, and so I think that we can be, uh, you know, I think that Canadians can unite, whether you're, you're come from a tradition of the left or a tradition of the right under the banner of liberty um, and, and recognize the value of each other. So that, that's my pitch to Bernie. I hope he's listening to this. Um, I hope to talk to him here in a couple of days and, and continue this pitch. But uh, if it, you know, if your listeners uh, are ta- tapped into social media, send out some encouraging tweets to Mad Max and let them know that uh, you know there, there's an alternative here that uh, for, for people that truly value his message and, and what he's done for our movement. All right. Well, good luck with this. Tim Moore at Libertarian.ca. Thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it. All right. That is Tim Moen. He is leader of the Libertarian Party of Canada. Uh, We're going to take a break here. We're a little long in this segment, but back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.